Hey, hey, welcome to Bugging Mike Experience. You pulled Steven. I did. <laughs> Experience sports like you never have before. For the buck stop. And the mic drop. Damn. So wow. we're clear all the times <laughs> I forgot. 18 episodes, 19, 19 one of the two. Ooh. Here's his first bath. <laughs> what a way to start. Hey, everybody, welcome to the show. <clears throat> well, how was your week? That was a great way to start it. It was a great way. <laughs> nice comic relief. The awkward pause where I was like, oh, no, I'm coming now. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh. oh. It's been a good week. Uh, busy. There's hasn't been a whole lot going on uh, with m most of the sports, so it is kind of we are in that little stage where we're going to be filling some of the time in with stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, so. we'll we'll get into the draft, talk about some baseball, some big uh, American soccer stuff going on, and then you've got some pop culture stuff. Yeah, I got a, I got a bunch of pop culture stuff. So um, last week, Extraction Two came out. With Crimson, Chris Hemsworth on Netflix. Okay, I've heard. So, I haven't seen it, but I've heard of. They were uh, good. First, the first one was amazing. The second one is just as good. Is like it, okay. it, if I'll you're going in out. for just an action flick, that's what it is. If you're wanting more substance, it's not what it is. Right. It's an action flick. It's kind of like an old school, like Arnold Schwarzenegger type, just action flick. We'll write that down in the notes. Extraction with Thor. I mean, there you go. There you go. It's yeah. always Thor. Yeah. Like. <laughs> it's it's actually really good. I enjoyed it. Um, All right. One of the other things that came out today was Secret Marvel Secret Invasion. Yeah. So, you know, we're finally starting to get some of the tie-ins to what we're going to be seeing in the next phase of Marvel, or this we, coming phase. We came off a greatness, we kind of went through the lull phase, and now we're going to start picking it up. I think it's going to get... I, think uh, to get really I already good. watched it. He has not. Yeah. Um, and we'll leave it at that, because we can watch it, and then we can talk about it next week. Or Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'll 100% watch it. It was, it was, it's good. It's good? Yeah, it's good. I mean, Nick Fury's in it. Nick Fury hardly ever lets me down. I'll tell you what, it's, the best is the last maybe like five to ten minutes of it. Okay. That's probably the best part. Like, there's a lot of build-up because you're learning some of this stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's the first, first episode, episode. you're going to be so a little rough. You're, you're running, learning a lot of it, and then, like, the last, like, ten minutes or so is probably, like, really, really good. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, and then after that, we got a couple other movies coming out. Um, Craven the the Hunter, that that uh, trailer just dropped. Uh, I haven't seen that, but I've heard. I know it's the same guy that played um, the Flash in Age of Ultron. Yes. So getting to pull multiple Marvel cameos, whether it is different universes, props. You know, there's money. Uh, there. <laughs> this one, uh, like, I don't know. I. I think they're doing these because they saw so much success from Venom. Like, that first Venom movie was very good. The second one was okay. But then, I, from my understanding, Morbius was awful. Like, I, I never even got a chance to watch it. And I've heard I so tried. many poor reviews on it that it wasn't worth watching. So, Sony kind of doing their thing hasn't always worked out for them. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it, it's kind of one of those where you're just, you kind of went, mm, I don't know. Like, you, you kind of want to go see it just to see, hope that it's not bad, but coming off of Morbius and all that, like, it kind of seems like it's going to be that same kind of realm where you're just not really going, oh, yes. It's kind of like, oh, okay. All right. Oh, all right. All right. Whatever. Like, it just doesn't look, it doesn't give me those vibes like other movies have. It just doesn't yeah. give me that. Uh, so, uh, the other one that actually really gave me some pretty good vibes while watching it was uh the one piece trailer okay 
What is that? So that's a that's a, a manga. It's based off of a, a manga series. Okay, so that's like an anime, right? Yeah. All right. But it's, <laughs> it's an actual movie. Okay. So they made a movie from it. Uh, gotcha. And it looks good. Like, it looks fun. Like, this is going to be one of those. Like, it's a very popular series. So this is going to be one of those that people are going to, like, flock to and hope that it's as good as what it's come from. Okay. So, like, just from the trailer, it looked pretty good. I, like, I was, I was pretty excited about it. I was like, oh, this... And I just started getting into anime and and all the manga stuff. So like I, I'm I'm told that once you get into that world, season three of uh, Naruto, the, yeah, the first Naruto. Say, once you get into that world, I'm told that it's a rabbit hole that you don't get out. Get, like man, my roommates baby. are into it pretty hardcore. My kids watch Demon Slayer. They yeah, yeah Demon Slayer. My yeah. kids freaking love Demon Slayer. They. And like they're watching it, where they're watching it in another language and reading the subtitles, and I'm like, hey, I don't know, there ain't been a TV show yet that I've been that interested in. <laughs> what? <laughs> you, you ever, you never watched the Narcos? Never watched it. Oh, I was into that. I will watch the shows when they dub them into English, and I, you can always see their voices. Like, there's one on Netflix called Ragnarok, that um, it's, I think it's made in over. Obviously, it's in that time frame of the Thor's hammers and all that stuff, but. It's really good, but literally the whole thing is the dub thing where they you can tell they filmed it in like Swedish and now they're all talking oh, English. Okay. Yeah, so I'll watch I could, those. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. I can't do that whole Bruce Lee thing where it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know? Uh, the other thing, of course, uh, the other one that looks, w- w- there's not a trailer for it yet. It's just uh, a few pictures was uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, it's going to be on Netflix next year. That's right. So I they came out with some set pictures that looked pretty good. Like, they can't do worse than the movie did as long as they come more <laughs> off the cartoon. I think the cartoon was fire. <laughs> the, I think that they found out what they did last time. And we're like, yeah, we can't do that again. I, we can't do that again. And I think we've talked about this already, but I, I think we're going to keep seeing these TV, not necessarily TV, but like these HBO Maxes and all these companies doing these series breakdowns of things because they can get so... I think you see the success of Game of Thrones mm-hmm. and all the content that you can get into an hour and 15 minutes of 10 episodes and realize that there's so much more money to be made if you make a cult following, essentially, exactly. versus just making great movies. 90s, 2000s, even the 2010s, movies were where it's at. Marvel movies, you need to keep doing movies. There's not enough content in a hero movie to go breaking it down in 10s like that, necessarily. But for books, if you're going to break a book down like that, you can hit on so many points, make your fans happy, make a quality product, and it's going to make you more money. Yeah. Because people are paying for these subscriptions. And We're uh, watching. All speaking this of that, this is actually one that I didn't have down, but because you said that, it reminded me. Uh, Best Serve Cold is going to be a show on, I think, Amazon. And that is, it's a book uh, in the, uh, the hmm, hold on, let me look at that real quick. I forgot the uh, the name of the series. Um, yeah, I don't know this one. You're... It's it's a Joe Abercrombie first law. Okay. So the first law series. Um, this this is actually one of the uh, uh, solo books in between. Uh, it's not actually part of the series. So it's uh, so you got the first law, which is three books, and then you had the first law world, which is four. Um, books that he wrote uh just short or not short stories but stories uh of that are that happen in the world with some of the characters but it's not part of the actual okay full series and uh one of the books is best served cold and 
they decided to use that one as the first one that they were going to do for this world. Okay. A lot of people kind of questioned it because it's one of those books. It's like book five, technically. Okay. So you got the three in the series, and then you have the first book, which is, oh, no, no, a lot. It's the first book. So four, book four. Okay, cool. So it would be Best Served Cold, then Heroes, Red Country, and then Shark End. But uh, instead, instead of doing the actual series first, they're doing this. And a lot of people are kind of questioning it and worried about it because you're going to be meeting people in this that you should already know because of the series. Yeah, so they're like starting in the middle. Kind of, just yeah. From the so you're going to yeah, learn some of these especially people. Especially with all the stuff you could do now. Like you should just, just tell the story. Like yeah. You can make it. And the, the author has come out and said that, uh, don't worry, like we're going to do it the right way. And... You're going to the like, best thing TV series can do, as much as it can be a struggle at times. If you can, can involve the creator of the yep. series, you can get so much more because you can still spin things off of those by getting what their thought was. Like when you thought of this and you wrote this, what else were you thinking? Because you can then put all that in the background and really play into that visual effect of it. And if you want to read a book series, that is a great one to start because it is dark, it is bloody, it is gory. There's yeah, a man. lot of cussing, and, and <laughs> there is a lot of stuff in it, and you're going to love and really hate some characters. Like, you're you're going to love Logan Ninefingers. Like, everyone loves him. Uh, Black Dow. There's there's a bunch of characters in that yet that you'll love. So, if that's one of the series that you, you'd like to try, I would recommend that. And if okay. you want to do uh, audiobook, the narrator, Stephen Pacey, is top. He's, he's the top guy. Okay. And so, there's that. Oh. Uh, now, two more things that happened, um, I wouldn't say this week, but, well, actually, yeah. I, I have one that's a little old that I just thought about earlier on at Tuesday. You made me think of by saying series. Um, What's that? I binged the Fast series. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, we bought Fast 10 because it was cheaper to buy it than it was to rent it, and we watched really? it here at the house. Yeah, wow. it, was like, it was like a $3 difference, so in the long run, it was cheaper to just buy it. Yeah. Um, we watched 10. I'll say I was I like I've never not liked one because I'm just so invested. Nine, we all know, step back a little bit, a little over the cheesy. Ten was very good. Jason Momoa is phenomenal at all aspects of acting. That dude is amazing, and he steals the show. It's funny this because Ben Diesel said that he overacted. Really? Um, no. He said that the show, the movie, was a failure because of his overacting. That's the most insane thing I've ever heard because, like, he was phenomenal. I think the failure of it was not the movie. It was the failure of Nine. I think people were Probably. so worried about the lack of what Nine was that they didn't want to go see Ten. And what he did as an actor made Ten that much better. Um, That's good. There were other – there were the ending definitely left you where you know there's coming with another one. Um, They're not. That was the last one. They're going to be doing a spinoff series. That would be the most devastating thing ever because yeah, they're, how they're it ended says done. there has to be another one. Uh, no, they're done. Well, you just broke my heart in a million ways because yeah. it did not end in a way that it could end like that. Oh. Well, maybe there will be another one, but as I far know, as I there know, was I always, heard that there's going to be a there, was, there were talks at one point that the last one was going to be three parts. And then I remember that. Yeah. Now I think they've settled on there's only supposed to be, I don't know if it's official, but like I last I heard, there was one more part and a date was set for 2025. Okay. And that it would okay. be well, because like there's characters like a bunch of your like main people the way they end you're like that is not like you like that we're gonna do it like okay. that that there is because I haven't seen it I yeah. just heard that that's supposed to be the last one because they're supposed to be spinning off 
Uh, one second. I, I wouldn't be shocked if we see some offs, so, but I would guarantee that I, I, there has to be one more for the final story. Um, the other one that's uh, out, or not out right now, but it's about to be out, is uh, Indiana Jones, Dollar Destiny. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of those ever? Yeah, so uh, this is getting some really bad reviews. Not just by critics, but by viewers also. The last one was bad, so, in my opinion. So, so this is Crystal Skull. Yeah, once you involve... Actually, to be honest, I went back and rewatched because I went uh, last weekend, I think. I actually watched the entire, uh, from the first one all the way. Okay. And I was I, like... I hadn't even seen the beginning one. I was like, this isn't terrible. Like, it's not bad. It's just that you're throwing in aliens exactly. compared to the if rest of the series that wasn't. Leave aliens out of it and it might have been okay. I just hate when you just throw aliens in to throw aliens. Like I just, yeah, I mean, you're you're, trying, <laughs> you're talking about this, but you got Fast and the Furious. It's okay. We went to space, and they didn't go to space again this time. <laughs> Everything was way more realistic. There are still things that are obviously going to happen in action movies that aren't realistic. Yeah. But in this okay. one, so how things are, are way going, more realistic. How are you going to judge that movie for ha- going it's to the alien thing? It's, and you're, you absolutely love a series that is so unrealistic. But I've also only watched one of them, and that's the only one I've seen. So maybe okay. if I started from you the need, beginning... You need to go back to watch yeah, the first Yeah, it's ones. just so... Because they're, they're really good. They're really good. But this one, I'm hearing that is not good. Well, he's like... And so now it's kind of to the point where it might be close to on par with Crystal Skull, where people feel that. To me, when I... I like alien stuff. So, yeah. that didn't bother me. I was I thought it was dumb, but at the same time, like, Native American culture has a lot of tie-ins to... This is true. Kind of alien... Are. Not really alien stuff, but kind, you can kind of... Extraterrestrial yeah, possibilities. Yeah, like, like the, the sky people and, like, and all that stuff. Like, so, to me, it wasn't a stretch that it would be... Now, some stuff that it did <laughs> was a stretch, but it's a movie... Uh, but tying that in wasn't that big of a deal to me because I understand that Native American culture has that tie-in. So it wasn't that big of a stretch for me on that part. Okay. So that didn't really bother me. But, and as I watched the movie, I was like, man, it's actually kind of a okay movie. Then you got some parts that just, you rolled your eyes at. Um, like Shia LaBeouf. Uh, there was one point where he hit a tree and then all of a sudden he climbed up and there were Wait, he's in the he's in Crystal Skull, right? Yeah, because he's his fake yeah. son. So he uh, gets on those the swing and starts swinging. Oh, like yeah. all of a sudden, he's just like this great acrobat. Starts swinging, then all of a sudden, he comes out of nowhere and swings through the the forest and hits the dude, knocks him out of the jeep. Yeah. So there are some things in it. It's just really stupid. <laughs> uh, but overall, I thought it was pretty good. But this one, I've I've not heard. I hadn't heard one good review yet and that's that's troubling uh and then the last thing is i don't know if you've seen the trailer it came out two weeks ago i think uh twisted metal the video game yeah i've not seen the trailer but i used to love okay. the game so you know there was a movie it's out. well it's a tv show okay uh, it's and it's only going to be on peacock so i'm never going to watch it anyway yeah <laughs> so that's what i was like well i guess i'm not going to watch it but it's got anthony mackie Shepherd in that captain movie. america Okay. Uh, they do Captain America. Yeah. Uh, that would be the only thing that. Uh, Sweet Tooth is uh, Will Arnett and Samoa Joe, the wrestler. Okay. So Samoa Joe is the body, and Will Arnett is the voice. Okay. So 
that's the way they're doing it with that. Of course, he's wearing his mat, uh, a clown mask. But it's goofy. I forgot what song they sang, but they, they were singing a, oh, Thong Song by Cisco. Okay. So they were singing that during the, the trailer and while they were fighting each other. Then they stopped fighting because they started singing. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> like, it's funny. It looks like it's going to be funny, but... It's on Peacock. With, it's going to be on Peacock, and then we know what the video game was when we were kids. Yeah, like it was just so it was, it was crash just a, yeah, and and, all that. and based on the trailer, I had no clue what this is going to be. Oh, like, there was no there was no vehicles in it. It was just them fighting in a bar. Oh, that sounds really bad. Yeah, so I'm I'm a little confused on what this is going to be, but we'll see. Like that's that's basically all I have is we'll see. Well, some people will see. I won't because it's going to be a Exactly. I mean, well, except for that one week trial where the NFL forces me to get it so that I can watch a playoff. Oh, okay. Well, you hey. know that, right? The uh-huh. NFL has agreed to terms with Peacock to do basically a NF. They're going to do a playoff game. We'll still roll into the sports here, but they're doing a playoff game on Peacock. They're going to do a one regular season game and one playoff oh, game, and it's going to yeah. be. And this here's the scary part about this is, is they're basically saying that this game could be the introduction test to see if the NFL tries to make the Super Bowl a pay per view. I saw because that. if they, oh, they I heard that. they've realized that we as fans will get groups of people together, pay one hundred and fifty dollars for a pay per view, and they'll make tenfold fists of money over what they make now by because they'll still be able to charge crazy numbers in ad revenue. Yeah, all the other ratings, they're not going to stop watching it. These sports bars are going to buy it. Everyone's going to watch the Super Bowl, and so they're this is essentially they're saying the test to see if the NFL goes and makes boxing's pay-per-view obsolete. Because no one, you're going to buy an NFL pay-per-view, well, we buy a boxing one. And so I almost want to say we should start organizing the boycott now. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't want to have to pay to watch Super Bowl. Like we already, or you're going to have to do a party because who's going to pay full price by themselves? I mean, there's and there's already games on Amazon Prime. Exactly. And not everybody has Amazon Prime. And it's Prime. true. A lot of, like, a lot I don't of people actually do. have Amazon Prime. My yeah. roommate does. So I actually get to watch it because my roommate my has it. My mother-in-law has it, and so I'm able to get it that way. So, so like, yeah. to me, you're, you're already skating that line where you're forcing people to pay to watch a regular season game. Absolutely. Now you're kind of doing it with another network, with yeah. Peacock, and then you're going to try to do it with Super Bowl, and you're like... And, How much and, money do you need? Exactly. You're the dominating dominating force in all of entertainment right now. Um, and you're gonna look you're looking at I mean, you're probably looking at this not being a thing for the next probably three to four years before we really get there, which maybe that's actually closer when you say it out loud than it sounds. But I mean, it, they're gonna trial run it. They've already said it. one playoff game for sure. And now they did it right. They made it where you can do that first month, where Peacock's one of those networks is if you never subscribe, you can get one month free. So that first month is the one game they're doing in the regular season and the one playoff game. So you can do it and then cancel it. So they're really going to do it just to see what kind of viewership they get. How yeah. many people are willing to take the extra mile to commit? And it's going to 100% come down to who ends up in that playoff game. Because if that playoff game ends up having the Kansas City Chiefs, well, then you're going to watch it because it's a Super Bowl possible caliber here. Yeah. If that playoff game ends up being insert seven seed wild card and the Las Vegas well, Raiders, exactly and- low end division champ, I can't guarantee you get by. And so if I'm the network, I'm putting an enticing game on it, which yeah. sucks. But that's what you do. 
You get a Miami Dolphins. You get a team who's got a bunch of superstars on their roster now that people are going to pay to watch. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. With that said, the Miami Dolphins escaped the big one as Tyreek Hill is not going yeah. to face charges yeah. as he was a, um, not arrested but indicted or looked up and had a warrant out for a temporary moment for some charges at a and, beach in Miami. And it really was kind of dumb because the the boatman boater whatever you want to call him <coughs> yeah. he had already come out and said that he wasn't pressing charges like i don't so i don't even understand how like like what happened how it came about if this guy would like wasn't even trying to do anything like it's almost it's almost like someone else was like I, oh i saw him hit him so hey like i need to investigate this or something exactly and i bet that's exactly what it was because let's be honest if it wasn't anything major and it was just two dudes that had a fight and Tyree Kill really threw a punch, if that dude's a Dolphins fan, he's not pressing charges. Yeah, and he like, just not, he hit him in the back of the head. Yeah. It like, was like, hey, you're a dumbass. Yeah, like, he's not going to press charges. Yeah, and some schmuck on the other side is going to overreact. That's what yeah. the world does now. Yeah. And so, no, we're not going to see. He, he's going to be off the hook. Everything's going to be fine there. Um, a Pat's corner also had a gun oh, hold shark. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh-oh. But Drew Rosenhaus, did you see that? I didn't see what Where he was, was swimming with the shark and even grabbed the shark. Oh, they told him, don't grab it, don't grab it. Oh, and he just went over there God. and grabbed it and pulled it up to him. <laughs> oh, my It was goodness. a little nerve shark. I mean, it Sharks wasn't even. a shark, bro. I yeah, like it, it is, but they're <laughs> a little bit more docile. Okay. Like, they're not, they're not as aggressive. So, gotcha. that's why he went ahead and grabbed it. But, I mean, you have an agent going out there and grabbing a fucking shark and just, like, as, as, a, as someone that's, like, who your agent. agent is, you're like, that's my that's my agent right there. You're right though. <laughs> like I'm more enticed to sign with Rose because he's willing to tackle a shark. So I mean there's not a ton NFL related, but the news of him we rolled into the from the Peacock stuff, so I, I don't I mean there's some still no word on DeAndre Hopkins the, yet. What, what, the uh, cornerback you're talking about. Oh yeah, the Patriots cornerback Jones. Oh Jack Jones. Jack Jones, yeah. he was arrested, uh, pleads not guilty to a gun charge. Did you see that? No, Did you I see didn't. the tweet? I hadn't seen the tweet. <laughs> this was one of those that we should have waited until the very end to talk about. Oh, no. Because it rolls into John Morant. <laughs> oh. Well, he can always roll into he, John he Morant. Called, he called out John Morant for the gun issues and saying, you know, you need to, like, get get your money right and have pay somebody to carry a gun or something. Like, you shouldn't be carrying those guns because you're, you're part of the league and all this. Whatever it was. Yeah. And then he gets arrested for trying to carry two pistols in the in the airport. <laughs> well, Jack Jones ain't John Morant, but I mean he's not. He's not. He's no, definitely not. That's uh. And then yeah, so uh, from what I've heard on on uh, on DeAndre Hopkins, man, it's kind of sounding like him and and Dalvin Cook are maybe trying to sign at the same place. I hadn't seen that. That'd be okay. interesting. So apparently that's. It's something that they have apparently talked about, and Dalvin Cook even came out and said, wouldn't that be pretty cool? I was like, oh my God, they're talking about it. They're trying to form up with somebody. Who's the team that could, that they could join that, I mean, because at the end of the day, they're both still productive players. If, yeah. they, if they're yeah. healthy, they can help you win. So what would be the team that gets the two of them and goes from fringe playoff team to playoff lock, I guess you would say? Like, so they're not going to go to the Cardinals. Because <laughs> that'd be one of the teams you could think Dalvin Cook could go play on, I guess. Well, I mean, D-Hop wouldn't go back to the team. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> He's not going to go there because they just cut him. Uh, man, I would say Baltimore. Baltimore is one of those teams. Like, they can, they, they can I, use another receiver. They can use uh, a receiver, but I don't Dobbins think. Dobbins is their running back. I was going to say, Dobbins is better than Dalvin Cook, I think, right now. 
Dobbins is an efficient running back. I'm sorry. No, he's not. We went over this like three weeks yards ago. per carry. We went over this like so three or four good. weeks ago because he had really good games against terrible okay. teams. Yard, we went over this already. That's fine. Get off that track. I'm just going to stay with it. I, I still think he is more. He's a better option, especially in a contract year where he's trying to play for some kind of second deal. I would um, take that motivation over a Dalvin Cook in 20. Miami is another team that you could look at. Uh, they <sighs> brought in Devin A-Chain. Uh, they re-signed Jeff Wilson, Miles yeah. Gaskin, and every and other. Raheem Moster and Moster. I would say that <clears throat> so, if you bring yeah, Dalvin Cook, Cook in, down. I think you. I hope A Train. I still think gets his touches because everything out of Miami is he's looked fantastic and he's electric speed. I think it cuts Jeff Wilson and uh, either it's either Gaskin, Wilson, or Moster. Two of those three go. I would think that because you pay Wilson the most, he gets the spot to stay. He's the youngest of them. So, I got the team. Oh, no, I don't. Never mind. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I was winning. But it I was going to say the Vikings. <laughs> and then I was like, no, no the Vikings that just, cut, that just cut that. <laughs> well, no, that's not true, though, because a lot of Colt, uh, people on the Vikings have lobbied to find a way to get Cook back. The cut was because of money. Yeah. So, technically, if he's willing to take less, DeAndre Hopkins, Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, Kirk Cousins, my goodness, that team could be pretty freaking scary because you can't double Jefferson every single possession if you have uh, Hopkins on the other side and Addison underneath. Right. Yeah. Uh, another, team, another team is the Saints with uh, Alvin Kamara's issues going on right now. They really don't have another running back. They don't, and so you, don't, you, you can't can do truly trust uh, Michael Thomas. If Michael Thomas is healthy and playing, he's a, uh, he could be a great slot. So you could put Hopkins on the outside with Olave, and that would be pretty scary. And they, they drafted Kendra Miller. Uh, True. They did take the TCU back so, there. Uh, the next team would be the Cowboys, uh, just because, I mean, Cook and Pollard would be a good one-two punch. You get a little more power if you go with Cook. And so then that you add another receiver, which be honest, I don't. At this point, I don't think they need another receiver. So I would say no to that one. I don't think that. I think Dak's a guy that likes to get reps with his guys to get more um, cons- chemistry, and I don't think he'd have enough time to get the chemistry with Hopkins yeah, yeah. at this point. Uh, and honestly, that looks that looks about it. <clears throat> so uh, maybe maybe Kansas City. I think the leading the That's clubhouse the might be the one. Saints right now. I think the Saints would be the leader in the clubhouse. Because, you, like you said, you don't know what you're going to have with Kamara. The legal situation's up in the air. You do have a rookie running back, but after that, it's kind of... Yeah. Well, you got Jamal Williams. You did sign Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you signed Jamal, Jamal Williams. Williams. Yeah. But honestly, Jamal Williams is kind of a guy. Like, he, he's yeah. a great dude in the locker room. I just... He reminds me a lot of, like, the Mark Ingram coming back to the yes. Saints. Kind of the power. Yeah. Nothing. Not a home run, not special. He'll still snag a couple catches. Yeah, and and like I said, uh, Chiefs could be one of those teams also. Yeah, just because I mean, Pacheco is a running back now because he's pretty much submitted himself over. Absolutely, uh, and he played very good uh, in the playoffs to throw it. Dude, or we got his name. Uh, Clyde Edwards uh, there. Yeah, yeah, Clyde. Uh, so he's yeah, pretty much submitted himself. Are currently up five to two in the College World Series elimination or double elimination. Round. Okay, and uh, so yeah, that's. About it on, on them. Um, the other thing I've heard is that Bryce and Stroud have both like really impressed everybody at camp. Uh, you're not going to hear them come out and say they have. Right. I mean, well, 
I mean, yeah, like they've already said, Will Levis has n- not exactly impressed. Oh, that's true. So, like, if if they felt like they haven't impressed, I don't think that they would come out and say it. I yeah. think they would just stay mum on it. Yeah, for so, sure. So I've heard a lot of these two are impressing everybody. Well, that's good. That'll, so, that'll be good to see them. Hopefully, they can be successful. Uh, Jordan Love. <laughs> Did you see that? No. Where he did the Father's Day thing? Uh-huh. What did he do? Yeah, he was trying to make it to where he was their daddy. And the way that he said it, he said it to where the Bears were his daddy. Oh. <laughs> so if the Bears win the first game against the Packers. Yeah. I told you they Father's Day. Like, I don't happen. even know why you would say that in the first place. Because you've never played the Bears. He as far has as I know. to express... That he can be what Rogers was. Yeah, he's, and he's not. He's never gonna be. Uh, so let's see. Two more things actually just came out today. The Lions' uh, new, new alternate helmet. Yeah, I saw that. Pretty cool. I thought it was all right. I mean, it's kind of slick. I love the blue. Love oh, the blue. I always love their blue. That logo the is so silver. stupid. That logo is so stupid. Like the moment I seen it was that logo on it. I was like, nope. Kind of looks like an old Moon Lion. Yeah, it does. <laughs> like this, just, it's know the two the lines, lines that just like I'm like, why not just put your cool logo on it? The blue is awesome, and yeah. you ruined it with that stupid logo. Yeah, makes sense. And then the last one is uh, Antonio Brown's uh, team got booted from the Arena League uh, because he wasn't paying them, and yeah. they just decided, you know what? The only way to get rid of him, just boot that team out. So I, I don't know what they're doing with those players. I don't know if those players kind of got sucked up on other teams or something, but it kind of sucks because if not, there's a whole bunch of players that just lost their lost jobs. Their jobs because Antonio Brown has yeah. no mental awareness of what's going on in his life right now. So if that's what you have for football, I have from one football to another football. Okay, let's do it. I want to slide into international football, Team USA. Just a couple of days ago, Team USA wins the CONCACAF National uh, Nationals at that means they beat Canada and Mexico, essentially, and they're about to start the Gold Cup. The okay. Gold Cup's not really a big deal. You'll see a lot of the secondary USA players there, but in the CONCACAF, you're going to see your stars. And we talked about how we've seen how they did at the World Cup. The U.S., if you don't understand, for being U.S. soccer, did very good at the World Cup. U.S. is currently ranked 13th in the world in, uni- in soccer, which, I'm going to be honest, the World Cup's in three years, and it's in our backyard. And... When I, I'm going to just listen to some of these names and some of these teams and ages and realize that we're about to hit what could be that golden years of American soccer where when we play in our backyard, we might not just be a team, we might be a favorite. Oh, okay. Like we're okay. that level of U.S. soccer is going to be. Our goalie, Matt Turner, plays for Arsenal, one of the top leagues in the world. That's England. He's only 28. Um, Sergio Dest, one of our best defenders, he plays for Barcelona. You've probably heard of him, even if yeah. you're not a soccer yeah. fan. Um, Chris Richards, 23 years old, Crystal Palace, England. Anton Rich- Robertson, 25 years old, Fulham. Uh, let's see here. Walker Zimmerman, he's 30, so he's probably going to be on the back end of his career years by the time we get to the cup. But then you get to guys like, let's see here, Weston McKinney, 24 years old, balled out for you at the World Cup. Gio Reyna, 20 years old, plays for Dortmund in Germany. He's 20 years old, and he's playing on Germany's Dortmund, one of the top leagues in German soccer. Um, Brendan Aronson plays for Leeds United. 
Florian Balagund is the guy who just got his American citizenship to come to Team USA. He's 21 <laughs> years old. He literally, he didn't want to play in England. He came to play for America. That's what we're building here. 21 years old. His first two matches for Team USA were the CONCACAF, and he threw a goal in the back of the net against Canada to help get the win. Kids a stud. You have uh, Ricardo Pepe, only 20 years old, playing for Augsburg in Germany. You have Timothy Way, who didn't even play in these events because he was in concussion protocol, only 23. You're missing from this event was Tyler Adams, your Team USA captain at the World Cup. He's oh, only 24 years old. And the guy that played captain, you know, no big deal. He's just Christian Pulisic. He's literally oh, yeah, seen as one yeah. of the best players in the world right now. He's on Chelsea. He's a free agent next year, and they're talking big bucks to go play for AC Milan right now. Like, another massive program. So, be ready to understand that we're going to, every four years, America gets really big on soccer. And maybe I got a little big earlier because of how good the cup was, because my kids are both playing soccer, and it kind of bought me in more. But I sat back and I started looking at the age of this World Cup team, that what USA is bringing and what they're building, and how these international players are wanting to come play in the program. Um, they, they found their new coach. They actually brought the coach that they fired back. Gio, they got rid of Greg Burkholter after the World Cup because him and Gio Reyna had a beef. They were, it looks like they were able to set that a beefing aside because the beef wasn't really between the player. It was between Gio Reyna's dad, because these guys are so young, their dads are still involved, <laughs> and Greg Burkhalter, who had some issues in their past that all came to light. They said, no, what, no. Burkhalter's our guy, and I'm glad they did, because I think Burkhalter is the guy that's going to take them to that level. Like he's, He has the ears of this locker room. The players like to play for him. And so if you don't aren't a huge soccer fan, you, it's be, the main thing is because there's so many leagues. It's hard to keep up with all the leagues. We've talked about this before. There's so many countries playing soccer at a high level. There's so many teams. I mean, hell, there's five divisions in England where you can relegate. We've talked about that. But sit down and watch Team USA play. We just beat Mexico, our biggest rival, three to nothing. And fun fact, Mexico hasn't beat us in like six years. Really? And Mexico is supposed to be our rival and for years dominated us. Wow. Mexico is getting in so much trouble for how their fans are acting that they're about to lose the ability to have team games in Mexico <laughs> because of how poor the Mexican fan base is acting. Nothing against American Mexicans, just Mexico soccer gets pretty violent. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And the other thing that it brought me into is the other thing it brings me into is that they were talking about, uh, they were speaking with Gareth Bale, another guy who's a huge star overseas. He's on the back end of his career now, but he was a guy that came and played in America for a little while. And they asked him, how will Messi like America? And Mess the answer he gave was, the one big difference in American soccer versus the over here is, is that they accept losing better. And when they win, it's a bigger deal. And fans at first took that as a bad thing. But then you find out that um, one of America's young stars, who he wasn't on the CONCACAF roster, but his name is uh, Mushi, Mushu. Like, yes, literally like the dragon from... Move on. Um, he's 20 years old. He's a defender, midfield guy, plays on both sides, was very good at the World Cup as a reserve player. He will be a part of your World Cup rotation in the future. Young star playing overseas, playing for Leeds United in England or what, over in that area. Um, they lost the game, a match over there. It was Valencia, it's in Spain. And it was so, the fans got so crazy that players were fearing for their lives to leave the field. Because that's how different they approach 
football overseas in certain countries when they play in certain areas of yeah. these some of the rougher neighborhoods in these yeah. other countries. We forget they have bad neighborhoods there too. Like we just see all the pretty cities. We don't think about the right. oh, other yeah. sides. Oh yeah. And so Gareth Bale was saying that the thing that Messi will love the most is that he can he will we might see a better version of Messi because he doesn't have to stress about the negativity of a fan base. Especially because he's coming on to what is the worst team in the MLS right now. And they're already talking about all of his buddies from Argentina that are free agents. There's like three big name dudes that I can't say their names are all linked to coming to Inter Milan now. Oh my goodness. So Inter Miami (laughs) might just be the retirement home for the Argentinian World Cup team. So you you might, they're not coming to Dallas, but when they come next year, it's going to be a ticket that I might look at. I mean, that's, that's, sounds like it'd be pretty fun. You know, staying on this, uh, because I wanted to talk about the Women's World Cup. Which is coming, uh, yes. Which is happening. Actually, uh, I just looked at it to make sure uh, USA women are playing Vietnam today. Oh, so it's going. It's yeah. actually going. Okay. And well, win. what I'm, I'm going through the list, and I, I don't know a lot of the most of them on there. I, I know I knew two, uh, and it looks like one of them is on there. So uh, Megan Rapinoe, she's not on the on the team this she, year, I guess. Yeah, she's well past her prime. Um, but my girl Alex Morgan is still playing, and she's so. still a stud. Well, I mean, Rapino didn't play until she was like thirty nine or forty. Is that how old she was? She's old, yeah. Oh, God, I didn't realize yeah, that. Well, Alex Morgan's 33. She's still young and beautiful and just... Isn't one of the... Uh, there's a... Zach Ertz. Is, isn't Julie Ertz still on the team? Zach Julie Ertz's wife? Ertz, Ertz, yeah, Julie Ertz. Julie Ertz should yeah. be on the team. Zach Ertz's wife. You, you talk about power couple. One's got multiple gold gloves and one's played for Super Bowls. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to look up some of these because, honestly, I don't, I don't know enough about... That side, I just know Alex Morgan yeah. and Megan Rapinoe just because Megan Rapinoe was all over the place. Yeah, she was. But a, Alex uh, Morgan is the one that I've known for years. Vietnam, the Netherlands, and Portugal—they should smoke Vietnam. The challenge will come from the Netherlands and Portugal if their women's sides are any good as this comparison to their men's sides. But um, I'm trying to find their roster because oh. see if there's any names I recognize. What? Here. I pay attention a little bit. So why does this? Why does this say Friday, July twenty first? Because oh, July twenty first. It starts July twenty first, not June twenty first. July twenty first. Okay, <laughs> right now. Because I was like, it's the twenty first, so it's starting. <laughs> it tells you how little that we, as good as the women's soccer team has been, it tells you how little they care about. Oh, Trinity Rodman, Dennis Rodman's daughter's on the team. Oh, was that who that is? Yeah, Trinity okay. Rodman is Dennis okay. Rodman's daughter. She's on the team. They have the height and weight and age of the players, and they only have like four of the weights. Yeah. girls. Like they don't. They don't. ESPN doesn't have any stats on most of the women. Um, Even yeah, though they they've won more. They've won like three World Cups of, of the last four or something insane. Like uh, they're they're always very good, um, and they're finally getting that. They they had that whole ordeal with the equal pay and all that, and mm-hmm. that that's been taken care of. And I will say, as far as the U.S. side of things go, they did them right. They should have balanced out the pay. On the national level for both sides, I understand why the NBA gets paid more than WNBA. Totally makes sense. But when we're talking about, I guess the TV ratings play into it some, but when we're talking about when you're representing your country as an Olympian, as insert whatever, when the committee pays you from the government, it should be aligned. I don't care if you're Christian Pulisic or you're the third guy on the bench. You should all get, thank you for playing for America, here's your pay. The, the payment is I'm representing my country. Yeah. Messi I, I gave blood, sweat, and tears to play for Argentina. Ronaldo, blood, sweat, and tears to play for the Portuguese. Like, that's 
there's a pride in that, representing yeah. your country, representing your home in that kind of yeah. dance. I, I 100% agree with that. Yeah. 100% agree with that. But uh, from that football, um, I guess since we just talked about Dennis Rodman's daughter, we will go to the world of basketball, where tomorrow we start to see some big change. We've already seen some changes. As yeah. We saw a three-team deal today. The Celtics pick up Christoph Porzingis and are already talking about an extension as he had a player option, so they want to make sure he knows we want him. So they're going to get oh, him. Okay. They'll get the... Okay. So I think it's a two-year, $77 million max extension they can give him. He'll likely get that so he doesn't opt out after the trade. Okay. Um, but Porzingis played very well last year, so putting him into the rotation with Tatum and Jalen Brown, it, 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 could, it, it could be a that, big thing. That, it that helps space the floor more. Over. Very true. As long as he can stay healthy. Yeah. Um, they did give up a good player, though. Malcolm Brogdon is a solid role player, a very good ball handler. And going to the Clippers, <clears throat> I think he could flourish there. Because the problem with the Clippers is you have Paul George, you have Kawhi Leonard, but they're never on the damn floor. Like, these are great players that can't play. Brogdon is a stable player who can be on the floor. He's now played high leverage minutes, and he knows how to play off the ball, on the ball. I think he will be a guy that can really help the Clippers kind of stabilize and be that team do better going forward. Okay. Um, and then the other guys were just swing guys back towards the Wizards. The Wizards are in full tank mode because, as we saw, yeah. they gave up Bradley Beal for nothing. I mean, you didn't even get – you couldn't Ted even – Cruz opted out. Yeah, exactly. And then you're going you're gonna to flip Chris Paul because that was the centerpiece yeah. of yeah. the deal. You're going to flip him or cut him. But, like, not even a first-round pick or well, – It was a swap of picks. Yeah. So they swapped first-round picks. Yeah, but they didn't get But their, they didn't um, get it. You, you're, you're talking yeah. – I mean, don't get me wrong. Bradley Beal has flaws, and, but he's a great scorer. And he's – I guess you could almost call him a poor man, Devin Booker. Like, Booker's probably a better ball handler, I feel like. Um, but, like, not even a one. Or even – honestly, like, you could have called him and said, we'll start with DeAndre Ayton. And I think the Suns would have done it. And, and see, you didn't get in. Now the yeah. Suns keep DeAndre Ayton, who now doesn't have to be vital to their offense. He just has to be a rebounder who – gets 12 points a night, and, well, hell, he can be great at that. So, really, there's no pressure for DeAndre to be good. There's no pressure for him to go. So, now, well, the only know. question is going to be – in the playoffs, there might be pressure on him to actually get a rebound. That's also true. The The real question is going to be, though, like, who just, who leads the ball handling process, who gets the offense flowing? Because you I don't have – I it's going to be Booker. And that's what I would think. One mock I showed, they saw, I saw actually put Beal at the point because he's had to ball handle so much for Washington that he's comfortable that with makes, the ball in now. I mean, it makes sense. Um, I, but it is a very – there's a lot of ISO ball going on there. Like, they're not going to be fun to watch play basketball. Like, the Wizards – the Warriors were fun because the ball was always moving. They're going to be a – boom. My turn. I get to beat this defender. It's going to be like, eh, that won't be, won't be a fun basketball to watch. It's It's – it's going to be very reminiscent of LeBron, Bosch, and D Wade in Miami the first year. And it's a lot of before they also yeah learn to gel. But it's also going to be they're they can all shoot threes, but none of them create a three. And so you're going to see a heavy level of mid range. Like we're going to see, it's going to be very old school '90s basketball. Okay, like a lot okay. of. I, a lot of mid ranges, a lot of fades, like that's their game. They're gonna, you're gonna see them ISO Durant on one side, ISO Beal. Like we'll probably see a crap ton of high block ISO two dribble fadeaway jumpers, and they're all gonna hit them because they're really good at those. But it will not be a fun brand of basketball to watch. But when they're on, 
that's 75 points. That's three guys right there that guarantee you 75. Because that's saying yeah. they all average only 25 a night. And we know Durant can have 31 himself. So that could be interesting. Um, uh, well, so um, on, on this topic of that trade. Yeah. Uh, now, I don't know if this trade was, was uh, what was going on with the rumors that um, the Clippers were gauging trades for Paul George. Because they were... They wasn't exactly trying to trade him, but they were gauging to see what they could get. Yeah, especially so. I don't know if this trade is was part of that, since they were involved in this. So I don't know if it was actually part of the talk to see what they could get back in return, and then they decided, no, this is what this is what we're going to do. So I don't know if that was what happened, but there was rumors that they were that that was something that was going on. Um, There's also rumors that. Uh, now that Dame is 100% staying in Portland. Yeah, he said he continuously are, says he wants to be a Blazer. They might trade for uh, Adebayo. Might try to trade for him. I don't see how, if you're Miami, you give up. I don't, don't think you would either. I don't but think you would. It sounds like they, but he's have, one of them that they want. It has, like, the, but the draft is tomorrow. And mm-hmm. the popular saying, like, here's the thing of four teams you might see, your first, five teams you might see trade their first round pick. And the number one team on almost everyone is Portland. Because we expect that we know Wimby's going one. Mm-hmm. Most people are saying Brandon Miller out of Alabama is going number two. Funny story about him. Okay. Scoot Henderson, a lot of people have him as their number two prospect. It's just that they think that Miller fits next to LaMelo better. So that's what's going to drop Scoot. If Scoot Henderson, who most people say could be your number one pick if Wimby was never born, <laughs> um, is your third pick, like the value of that pick is huge. I've heard. I don't think it's going to happen, but and it hasn't really been shut down. But I've heard as high as the New Orleans Pelicans trading Zion to go after him. I yeah. don't know that that happens. If you're Portland, do you risk getting Zion because as great as he is, we know what he is on a basketball court. Do you give up a sure player? But you at the same time you want to cater to what Lillard wants, and Lillard wants to get a win now player. You trade for a guy that's going to end up being. Greg Oden 2.0. And, that, and that's the scary yeah. thing. Like, he, you're looking at a guy Sorry, that's let me, hurt. let me speak up for that again, because I did say it pretty low. Oh, yeah. You're trading for a guy that's going to be Greg Oden 2.0. Greg Oden, Brandon Roy. Like, there's yeah. a list of great Blazers that couldn't keep their knees together. And knees, feet, ankles, whatever it is. Zion, lower body, back. And so... Strippers. Yeah, strippers. I mean, but you can have a stripper <laughs> coming out saying she's going to leak her sex tape if they don't trade you. So it's getting really sticky. Well, and then Warner Bander. That's true, dude, but yeah, she'll find she a way. did it, yeah. Yeah, go to Instagram. No, 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 you do Instagram, uh, TikTok. The, they won't let you the do The funny it. story about Brandon Miller. Um, LeBron is not his goat. Yeah, his goat topic was interesting. Did you hear it? I, I saw the list, but you can refresh me because I won't say it right off top. It's not Michael Jordan either. Mm-mm. It's not Magic Johnson. Kobe it's Kobe. not Kareem. It's not Kobe. Mm-hmm. It's not any of the greatest players that you would think Anyone of. Anyone that you've Larry ever debated. Bird. Larry Bird. No, not Larry Bird. Guys that you might have had a leg to stand Charles on. Charles Barkley? No, not Charles Barkley. His goat is Paul George. <laughs> uh, you know what Paul George's best thing he did in his career was? <laughs> Get the thunder of fleecing of draft picks from the Clippers for the next 20 years. <laughs> that oh. is going to be like the pinnacle of of what he's going to be remembered for, kind of like Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker is always going to be remembered for the trade to 
to uh, Minnesota where the Cowboys ended up getting a slew of picks uh-huh. and Emmett Smith. It Troy doesn't Anthony, matter how good you were, what they were able to get because of giving you up. And that's why sometimes it's people think it's crazy, but it's worth saying, I'm going to trade X generational talent. Because if you can get that kind of return, if you can hit, it can change everything because yep. you hit. So sometimes it sounds crazy, but that's why teams will say, we're not good enough to win a championship, but we're good enough to compete. Forget it. Let's trade him and suck and fix it all. So, no, I, I – um, it'll be interesting, though. There's a few other rumors going on. The Lakers are interested in a couple of guys on the Pacers, Buddy Heald and Miles Turner, but we've heard those names to be traded for three years now. Yeah. But – that And the Lakers are interested in – LeBron is interested in everybody. Well, apparently LeBron, LeBron maybe got an argument – and so I what I know that did you see did you see the video of LeBron uh, at the Paris fashion show? No. Where his, I know he's in France with he was with Draymond Green actually. Yeah, he's at the Paris fashion show, and this is something I've never seen from LeBron. But apparently he's got a grill. Oh no. <laughs> he's almost forty years old. And I've never once seen him with a grill, and he shows up, and he's got this bottom got grill, and he's like, you've he's trying to, to show it, and you're just going, bro, that ain't you. You've that got ain't it. you. You've got that's John Morant carrying a gun because he's he's a gangster. You got to do the whole fashion trend. He's probably doing it to fit the, the grills. The, scene. Are, the grills were early two thousands. No, they're all wearing them now. There's guys playing. I mean, Justin Jefferson tries to play in his. Well, that's <laughs> a mouthpiece. That's a. And he has a mouthpiece that's a grill. True, but he also has a yeah. actual set of like diamond encrusted yeah, teeth. He over it. has that. Yeah. LeBron doesn't have that. No. So now you're just going, oh, look at this poser. Try, yeah, like, try just trying to, to be cool. Why? Just be you. Just be right. you. Quit trying to be somebody else. Speaking of, uh, but speaking of all that, and I brought up John Rand, 25 games. What do you think about that? It's enough to keep him from making max money, getting on any first team All NBA. They 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 picked a number that said you can't get any of their extra rewards. They they played for this money. The biggest punishment is the money he lost. It doesn't kill their contending stances because if they can be five hundred without him, mm-hmm. he could step in and help get them back as a playoff team early in the season. Um, but I think that I don't know that what he's done outside of that foolish and bad example for kids is bad enough to mark anything more than that. Okay. He hasn't... I mean, we've seen players beat people for and get less, so he didn't... That, but that was at a different time. Well, it's also true, but <laughs> he didn't commit a true crime necessarily, he just set right. a bad example for right. kids. Yeah. Now, the only part was funny is he came on the video and it, look, <laughs> it's, it's a, a liar! It's a liar! Like, that wasn't necessary. <laughs> just stop while you're ahead. Um, I'm sure that one they were like, dude, stop, stop. They just they shook their head. But the other one that we there, the Mavs are rumored to be trading the tenth pick. Yeah, I've heard I mean, that they're that's in talks. That's not even a rumor. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's just put that. I out. heard they're that, an aggressive. They're in aggressive talks with the Hawks. That the Hawks want to give up John Collins. The Mavs want Clint Capella. I'd rather John Collins if I'm a Mavs fan. He's a more efficient scorer. He still can play good defense. Well, Clint I, Capella, I. My they buddy made wanted a good Capella point. for years. They wanted Capella because he gives them that Tyson Chandler. He ain't Tyson Chandler, though. Like, he's not. He's a skinny, he's, he's long, he can play good defense, but he's not what Tyson Chandler brought to that Mavericks locker yeah. room back then. Yeah. 
I would want the better basketball player. And I think John Collins is a better basketball player because at this point right now, your roster says we don't play defense and Luka and Kyrie have to do everything. John Collins gives you a third option that can get a bucket. He can still play defense. He can help get rebounds so that Luka doesn't have to get all the damn rebounds too. Yeah. So I, if they're really saying take John Collins and the 15th pick for 10, fuck yeah, I'm doing it. Like, where do we sign? So, I mean, obviously other players have to go to make the money right. Yeah. I've yeah. even seen uh, whispers of a deal that involves sending Tim Hardaway Jr. to someone. So, which is a contract they probably want to get off their books. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure so, they So, they're a team that you might see. Um, but it's... Oh, we mentioned, you mentioned it earlier, Drake. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's one of them that um, declined his deal. Obviously... He won't get the same per year value, but he'll get a longer deal. He the, all, all it was was just to get a longer deal. Like every, there's no one that I've seen that even expects him to go anywhere else. It's just it's to get a now, longer deal. The Warriors really want him back. I've yeah. heard some other teams would like to have yeah. him. Of course, a lot of people would love that thing because of what he brings. Oh, for sure, he brings an intensity. And then, speaking of him, he falls into something fun. I have a little fun game for you here. Okay. Um, I was, draft, one, I was wondering what those I have, yeah, yeah, but hopefully you didn't read them all too well. I've read them all, but um, I was just... We're going to give you some of them. Tell me. Uh, we're going to have a... Who would you, we'll do it. Switch it up okay. my game Before size. we do that, okay. Uh, Montrezl Harris. Uh, oh, Montrezl Harrell, yes. Harrell, sorry. Um, yeah, he... Former six man of the year. His also. Just didn't get any so option to play. You got, you got Kuzma, Dre, and Montrezl that have all yeah, recently declined. So yeah. there's there's some pretty good players that are going to be available. Yeah, it's it's not a deep class, but there are it, it is a solid role player class. But going into the draft, most people look at the NBA and like we just saw earlier this year, we saw the someone traded for what's his name? Former Maverick that they gave up the five second round picks for and we laughed about it. Uh, Jay Crowder gave up second round five second round picks to get Jay Crowder. Then Jay Crowder hardly ever played for them. But we talk about this because it I wanted to bring up the point that people act like the second round of the NBA draft is just this not happening thing. And with the skill of current NBA players okay. and how good these kids are, I want to point out that don't give up on the draft in the second round. Just I'm not even going to go all the way back, but I'm going to go to 99 because this is definitely the biggest name you're going to hear off these guys, uh, or one of them. But in 99, second round pick, manager Ginobili, pick 57. So clearly value. Yeah. Michael Red was taken in 2000. Gilbert Arenas, 2001. Boozer, who both his boys are going to be drafted in a couple years because they're both studs. Um, Mo Williams, Kyle Korver, Trevor Ariza. Big one right here that's just retired. Lou Williams. The Hawks are retiring his number as a second-round pick because of how valuable he was their franchise. Lou Williams was ridiculously good off the bench, multiple times six men of the year. Um, P.J. Tucker is still putting in work as a – he doesn't score, but he is the grittiest defender you're going to get putting in work, picking the second round. Millsap was a solid player. Mark Gasol, multiple defensive player of the year awards, second round pick. DeAndre Jordan just got his first title. Didn't play many minutes, but he got yeah. he was there. He's in yeah. it. Goran Dragic is a guy that every time he gets released, people want him. They don't play him, but they all want him. Never really understood it. Um, Patrick Beverly, annoying. I hate the guy. Quality career. You would be happy if you got him in the second round. Uh, the other few other ones, Hassan Whiteside, Jay Crowder, all in the same draft. Jay Crowder, Draymond Green, and Chris Middleton. All three went in the 2012 in the second round. And they went within like eight picks of each other, or six picks of each other. Then you go into the 2014 draft, and these two guys were taken within two picks of each other. Jeremy Grant, who's been an efficient scorer off for, throughout his career as in the later part of it. And, oh, yeah, 
Two-time league MVP, just won the NBA championship. <laughs> One of the best centers of all time. Nikolai Jokic, second round pick, and a Taco Bell commercial was on. Montrez Harrell, who you just talked about, second round pick. Malcolm Brogdon, who just got traded. He was the rookie of the year as a second round pick. Dylan Brooks, okay. he's a free agent. He's a tool. He's going to end up on a team because he is still a good defender. Like, you don't like his attitude, the fake tough guy and all that. Hopefully he fixes that wherever he goes to because he is a quality defender. He can yeah. bring something to the team. And then another most notably guy that comes off to mind, Jalen Brunson. And that was a really good pick for the Mavericks. 33rd overall go. pick. You, the, thing that, the thing that I always notice in the NBA draft, it seems like, is that the second round has teams go one of two ways. They either take... 17-year-old kid in Europe who might not be in the league for three or four years, but they own his rights, or Jalen Brunson, a four-year starter, competitive all through four years in college, played high-level minutes there, and they see a guy like that. Draymond Green was the same kind of guy. Draymond Green was a huge part of Michigan State's success while he was there. Yeah, first round, there's a lot of just, like, projections in first yes, round. They're the like, first round this is, guy could be something. We think he, and he that's what you get out of a lot of those guys. You see him, oh, he did this overseas, he could be this guy. We know this guy was really good. It's all forecasting and drafting, but don't give up. The second round of the NBA draft will have players that could potentially be a quality role player. We just watched Miami make the finals with a plethora of undrafted free agents and role yeah. players. Yeah. And one of those guys that could go in the second round, and he is a wild card guy. And he was, if you'd have looked at him a year and a half ago, you'd have said he was a lock to go number one. That's Amani Bates. Amani Bates was the number one recruit out of the high school. Mm-hmm. He goes to okay. Memphis to play for Penny Hardaway, who just got suspended for uh, illegal NCAA sanctions. Yeah. For and three weeks? He struggled. Three months? First three weeks or three games. It wasn't a crazy long, but it yeah. was still enough to it's work. Um, he didn't play the best at Memphis. The situation wasn't well. There were off-the-court drama going on. There, lot. He goes to Eastern Michigan to a smaller school this year, and he bounces back in a good way. He scored 20 a game. He had, I mean, he had solid numbers. A lot of people went off of his poor time at uh, Louisville, or uh, sorry, at Memphis, at and Memphis. are knocking on him. They don't. They think there's a lot of holes in his game and stuff. He could be a guy that goes in a late second round. And if your team gets him, there could be some untapped potential that the right coaching staff could really bring. If Amani Bates goes to Duke um, or Michigan State or any of those schools out of high school, I guarantee you we wouldn't have been talking about him right now because he'd already be in the league. Like, I think the right coaching is what he's missing, and I don't think Penny Hardaway is the right coaching. Like, we know Penny Hardaway because he's a great basketball player. I don't look at Penny Hardaway and go, I want him to make my kid great. Yeah. So it's, you know, there are some people that just aren't good at coaching. Well, and he's a good coach. You can be a great player, but you may not be that good of a coach. You're a good coach, but you may not be that good. I think he's a good X's and O's coach. Like, he understands the game like a point guard. He does that, but I don't think he's a good motivator coach. Take them to the next level. Like, when you're in college and you're playing that, if you're going to play that one year, I want to play for the coach that can take my career and unlock that next gear. Amani Bates, if you're the number one recruit in high school, any of them, you're going to college with the thought that I'm going to be here for one year, so I want to maximize my growth yeah. in that one year. Yeah. And so that's why you see people going to a, he's not there anymore, obviously, but a Coach K, 
a Calipari. Like, a Bates going to Kentucky would have made him a lock to go to the lottery. Because Calipari does something to these kids who can bring the next out of them. I mean, Even he if did they're it not. with NBA players when he took them to, oh, yeah. uh, uh, to uh, Olympics. He's, exactly. He's the one who... Calipari is the reason the one and done is so successful because he's been able to prove to these teams that, no, you can bring in a superstar, be a stud for, with four freshmen and win a title. Yeah. It just is caught up to him, and now other teams are doing it. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> I, it'll be interesting. Um, the draft will be fun. I'll be keeping an eye on it. I have softball. Um, but it'll be fun to keep an eye on. Two more things on uh, basketball. Go ahead. Uh, um, of course, everyone probably knows this, but Jordan sold uh, his stake in and in, in his team for three billion dollars, which and he only paid like one hundred and eighty yeah. million. Yeah, so it's he made play. a lot of money. Whew. Mm-hmm. There is nobody in any sport as a player that has made more money for themselves than Michael Jordan. Like and it's, nobody. It's a, It's literally all becomes the foundation of a shoe deal. Like yeah. if you can get. You're gonna Which, see if guys. You have not seen air. I haven't got to see it yet. I want to. That is so I, good. I want to see it. It's so a, good. It's a great cast of actors. Yeah. Like it's one. I want. I want to see. Even though my understanding is some of the details are a little skewed, just to make a movie. Well, yeah, you, you, but, got you got to. You got. But the um. But no. All in all, like the guys that get those lifetime deals, we will likely end up seeing if they do it right. LeBron, Steph Curry, they're gonna be guys that get to that billion dollar I mean LeBron's yeah. already a billionaire and he's still in the league so I, and Steph's another guy that he's a smart guy good head on his shoulders he makes yeah. good investments do we think he becomes worth five million dollars like Michael Jordan's worth right now probably not unless you buy a team and sell it but buying a team and selling it is not as easy as it used to be because 20 years ago or like Jordan proved <laughs> 10 years ago you could buy a team well, for so he actually had a small state and then whenever it came available he bought the rest. Uh, a few a yeah. few, and then ended up getting a larger part of the company. Makes so that's what it was. He actually kind of nickel and dime before he had a large he, part. He and made then a killing off of it. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and, of course, that was because for a while, Charlotte was god-awful. Well, hell, he was I a, mean, they're they, still they, not he's coming in after they moved <laughs> and they changed names. Like, yeah. <laughs> he came in and they were the Hornet or the Bobcats, Bobcats. And they changed the name. The most popular thing they did while they were the Bobcats was get on them at One Tree Hill. Pretty much. <laughs> like, they didn't do anything against the Bobcats. And then the last thing is Slam Ball is coming back. I saw this. To Las Vegas wait, this wait, keep, summer. Keep a little One Tree Hill reference in there. He played in that league. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. There's there's two little two little things. Any, you, anytime you I can work in One Tree Hill, Hill I'll be happy. <laughs> No, Slam Ball was, it was a, I wonder if it's going to be the same level of a... Uh, Dude, it looks like they, physical, they, said like, the, they showed the videos, they were like, it's going to be football meets basketball. They trampoline. showed people just, yeah, just shoving them into the walls. I was like, oh, yeah. Like, this is what we missed. Like, I love watching that. Yeah. But It'll be a it, fun Sometimes one. it was just dumb, but it's, at the same it's time, not, it was still fun. It's not any kind of, like, skill. It's just going to be entertaining. Oh, no. I just closed that. I did just close that. That was a really important thing that I just closed. That's okay. I remember it. So, with uh, that, I we're going to roll into a little bit of baseball. Um, as y'all randomly heard me say the score earlier, and I've been tracking throughout the game, the College World Series is going right now. LSU is playing for their lives. They have to win to be against number one Wake Forest to force a game tomorrow. 
winner would play Florida in the national championship as Florida knocked out TCU today to advance. Um, LSU is up 5-2 to two right now in the fifth inning. Um, so, but Wake Forest has two runners on and one out, so hopefully they can get them done, get the outs there, because go Tigers. <clears throat> but away from college baseball, sliding into the major leagues, I want to bring up, I'm going to say, first and foremost, the Cincinnati Reds have been on a tear. And they've won 11 in a row. And if I'd have told you at any point in the last six months that the Cincinnati Reds would be in first place in a division of baseball, would you have agreed with believe me? Nope. Not at all. Well, they're in first. We know the Tampa Bay Rays are in first. The Twins are in first by one game. The Rangers are still in first. The Braves. The, like I said, the Reds by a game and a half. The, Diamond, the Diamondbacks. Would you have thought the Diamondbacks would be in first place in their division? Exactly. I would not. So, there's some schmuck out there, and maybe he's not a schmuck, maybe he's a genius, <laughs> who in the preseason, long before any of this, put a dollar and 62 cents down on a list of teams leading the divisions for, at the end of the season. And his divisional list included, he said he thinks the Rays, the Twins, and the Rangers win the American League, the Braves, the Reds, and the Diamondbacks win the National League. Does, does that sound familiar? A little bit. Doesn't it sound it like the teams that I just said are now in first? <laughs> well, because of the Reds' 11-game streak and they're now five games over 500, that guy's $1.62 bet, if it was the holdout, the season ended today, <clears throat> he could cash that bad boy in for $1.92 million on a $1.62. Because the Reds were a plus 6,000 to win the division. <laughs> The Diamondbacks were a plus 4,000 to win the division, and they have a three-game lead. Like, they're comfortably in first right now. Yeah. The Rangers were a plus 650 over the Astros, who they currently have a five-game lead over. The Rays were, like, plus 350, so not as crazy. The Twins, the Braves were actually the favorite all along. So here's the question I ask you, though. <clears throat> because when you do a parlay bet like this and you get in a spot where you might make an insane amount of money like this, the better gives you an option to cash out early for a prize. Obviously not $1.92 million. Right now, if he cashed out, he would get $8,000. Do you let it ride because it was only $1.62? Or do you, <clears throat> do you take the $8,000? Or do you let it run a little longer and see? What would, are you I would, going? I would, I, would, I would let it run. You're going to go the whole season no matter what? I, I would, too. My wife would tell me to cash out. Um, I think that the only way that I cash out is if I have a fear of something causing it, and I get to the all-star break, and I'm getting offered six figures. You're a few weeks yeah. from the all-star yeah. game. If I get to a spot where I – because I, the Reds are very young, and I, I have more faith in the Diamondbacks than the Reds based off some stats that I know. Like last year – the Diamondbacks were above 500 against everyone in baseball but the Red, the Dodgers and the Padres, and this year they figured them out. Okay. And that explains the why they're able to be so successful, is that maybe they weren't as bad as we thought preseason. Um, the Reds, though, have sucked since as long as we've been around nowadays. Like, it's been a long time since Cincinnati was any good. They're, they are currently... It's been a long time. Oh, yeah, and they're ahead uh, of their window. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Ryan Howard? Like, yeah. Basically, since then. Ron Howard's in Philly. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, so that's even that's, that's right. Yeah, we're talking yeah, big okay. mag machine All right, so, years. So we're going we're going back to King Griffey Jr. when he yeah, was with even the Reds. before them. Like we're probably talking closer to like Johnny Binge. Like the Reds have been bad for Man. a long time, and so. You look at the Reds, though. Like Barry Larkin and all that. Yeah, and yeah. they weren't even winning a lot then. They just had good yeah. players. Wow. Okay. And so, I don't know that I could trust the Reds to hold out. I think the Braves are going to be fine. I think the Rangers have a legitimate chance, uh, are holding well. The Twins could be questionable because of the Indians, or the Guardians, excuse me, if they were to get going. They're right in front of me. No, I, just, I can't <laughs> get myself to say a terrible name. Um, Tampa Bay... They could slide because of how good that division is, but they look comfortable. I just don't know that I trust the Reds. So if if the Reds see if you see the Reds see a three game losing streak and drop out of first place, like I think that's when I'm hitting the panic button and I'm considering my cash out because I don't know that I trust Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean I can I even can at a dollar sixty two. I'm all about writing it out because it's way more money than I had at a dollar sixty two. It's life changing money. Yeah, but. I don't know that I trust the Reds, even with the young guys that they've brought in and everything else that's gone on. Um, the only other thing, baseball, that I wanted to go in is that we've talked about rule changes. And I did notice, we talked about would we see pitch clocks and things going in at lower levels. The College World Series is using a pitch clock. Okay. So they oh, are okay. teaching okay. these players what to be ready. It's not happening in Little League yet, but it is happening at that level. So one of the things that we changed in baseball a few years back was we got rid of the DH, or we instituted the universal DH. Excuse me, I said that wrong. Pitchers weren't allowed to hit because pitchers can't hit, right? You know, they, they were horrible. They were yeah. a waste of an at-bat. Well, there's some numbers right now that say that maybe we were better off letting the pitchers bunt and at least have a little laugh out of the occasional pitcher bunt. Because there's three teams right now that their current DH spot is batting an average of under 200. There's another six with an under 225 average. The major league average for OPS is, two, is 729, which is on place plus slugging. 13 teams are seeing their DHs have an OPS worse than league average hitters. The Mariners, who aren't a bad team roster-wise, are hitting 161 with a 553 OPS which isn't even the worst OPS in the majors from a DH. And that's maddening because Edgar Martinez is one of is, the greatest DHs of all time. Is one of the greatest DHs of all time. And that's the thing. You thought when we saw the DH that we'd see more Ortiz, Martinez, um, guys. Uh, we're talking those kind of guys that the, could the just. Late, the latter part of someone's career. Yes, where the they guys that were just position. great hitters yeah. that just stepped in and hit. No. The Brewers, who are in second in their division have hit three home runs in a 533 OPS with only a 184 batting average. The Detroit Tigers have used 16 different designated hitters and started nine different players there. And they have combined to hit 206 for three home runs. It is weird because in the American League back in the day, you used to see your DH. Absolutely. In the, the MVP in voting. The three or four hole. Every time. And now you probably have them at your eight or nine. Yes, because they're not hitting yeah, the ball. It's, You've it's had, crazy. The Mariners had gone out and signed A.J. Pollock and Tommy LaStella, guys who are usually decent hitters, to be DHs, and they're not hitting. They've, one of them has been cut. Pollock's not playing. Nelson Cruz, in his prime, was a great as a DH, and now that's all he is. I mean, you've got guys that are just a list of guys who just 
are not producing. And Otani runs away with an all-star vote as a designated hitter because there's nobody else <laughs> worth it. Like, none of these guys. Yeah. Like, the DH could literally be the fourth best outfielder. No, he's an outfielder. So, no, it just... It, it's insane how that was supposed to fix the game. It was supposed to add hitting. It was... Uh, and you've got guys that are just just awful numbers. Willie Calhoun has been the primary <laughs> DH for the Yankees. He's had Man, twenty five games down. started for them, and the, they're the second best team when it comes to the DH. They also get John Carlos Stanton when he's healthy hitting there. But they're they've had seventeen home runs hit from that position. The Rays have seen fourteen home runs or fifteen home runs hit from that position. Bryce Harper has already started 40 games with a bum arm, and he's the fifth-best DH in all of baseball. Good. And he's playing with one arm. <laughs> That's just sad. You, the bottom tier, Jesse Winkler, A.J. Pollock, Miguel Cabrera. So what's like, going on? Like, these guys are starting hitting. And I think that I think you're seeing a lot of teams that are willing to just take a guy who – Still brings more upside than what their pitcher was doing, and but could also be a roster spot to use for defense, and so they just play the matchup. Um, but you're just not seeing guys like Kyle Schwarber isn't even primarily DHing for the Phillies. He plays a lot of outfield. Like, and Kyle Schwarber would be a guy that you'd look at and go, he ought to be a DH. He doesn't. He's not a five star glove. He's a power hitter, but. Part of the problem is we don't have those average hitting guys anymore that we used to have. So, yeah, I'm, I was looking at a list of this, and uh, I mean, to be honest, I think we just kind of got used to the big names because you got David Ortiz, Edgar Martinez, Harold Baines, and Paul Molitor, and then, of course, Frank Thomas moved from first, first to DH. Yeah. But for the most part, like almost like 80% of his career was first base. For sure. Uh, and then after that, you have Chili Davis, Hal McCray, Don Baylor, Travis Hafner, uh, Brian Downey, Jose Canseco, Jim Rice, Andre Thornton, Mike Sweeney, Victor Martinez, uh, Cecil Fielder, Jason Giambi. But you still take some of those guys over some of these numbers that I'm giving you. Palmero. The voting, fa- the current, the nominee for the Padres as their DH on the All Star ballot right now is Matt Carpenter, batting one seventy nine with four home runs and twenty six. Oh, and Greg Vaughn. Yeah. There, these some of these guys on here are just like JD Martinez has been good, but he's still hitting two fifty seven, and he's been exclusively a DH for a few years now. So McCutcheon's exclusively a DH. Like what I when I when I look at that, and I see the names, especially like of just the guys in the nineties. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of them. There wasn't a lot of the names. But you also have and to remember that they were only doing it in one league. Yeah. It was so now you're opening it up to, to two. Everyone. So we should so double up. <laughs> you would think, but you're also narrowing it down. Yeah. Because you had that, you had, in the in the 90s, you basically had like four guys that were like the top DHs. They were all American. Oh, yeah. But now you're spreading it out to the entire league, and there's just not that that quality. Yeah. I just, so once now that I look at that, I've got a better understanding understanding why it's not good because they're just like even back then if it was the entire league, I don't know that we would see very much. I just I guess I just feel like there's got to be more players out there. Maybe they're in the minors because we haven't figured out their position yet, and that's the worry. 
is that they're so worried about making sure they have that position flexibility. But I'm sorry, your rosters are bigger now. You get 26 versus 25. You can't tell me that every organization doesn't have just one guy who just hits. Like he can't, he doesn't have to catch for shit. I don't care if he can't read a fly ball, he can't feel a grounder. David Ortiz was awful when he had to play first base in the World yeah. Series. Yeah. But you put him in because he was going to bat 385 and <laughs> everything else. And so, I mean, there's a couple of guys, I guess, like Jorge Soler's been good, but he's still a, very, a pretty solid outfielder. Like, there's just not any guy that stands out. And, just yeah, says, and, and I think a lot of it is, like, a lot of the older guys in the league, they're not really producing, producing. consistently anymore. Yeah, so there's, that, it's not really that. – because that's typically what that DH spot was used for uh, back then was for that older guy that, that is no longer he, be able he to can produce. Still hit. And I think yeah. we'll still see certain guys do that. I think eventually you'll see – a Mike Trout become a primary yeah, DH. Yeah, I, you'll see. We'll definitely see that. Uh, absolutely. Uh, he'll play some outfield, but he'll become that primary DH guy. You'll see a, I mean, guys like an Adoles Garcia, who are a good hitting guy yeah, that yeah. aren't, he eventually in the future could yeah. be a guy like that. Just looking at guys that are in rosters yeah. right so now. There, I think, these are young guys. Yeah, like we're I think in, in a few years we'll start seeing, I think we'll start seeing the DH come along just because we'll start seeing those kind of older guys transition to it. Yeah. And, like, for some reason right now, we're just in that – it's almost like a uh, – Like a limbo of how yeah. you want to use it. Yeah. And you just really don't have those guys there yet. And a lot of the older guys that – Aaron Judge will be kind of full DH at some point for the Yankees. Were, were more like – they wouldn't power hitters, so they never really stuck out. Yeah. So we're gonna we're finally gonna get to that eventually where you're gonna see a lot of the power hitters back in that spot again just because they're older. So I think that is something that's happening uh, because you just don't you really don't see those kind of like Mo Vaughn and and Big Pop. You don't see those bigger guys anymore. You yeah. really don't see that thick dude that much. So and I think that's a lot like, like Frank Thomas. I mean he wasn't a thick dude that he was a built dude. Oh yeah, for sure. So. Uh, even Jim Tomey. Jim Tomey was a guy that played some DH. And I mean, I guess we also factor that these kids are training their whole lives to play positions. So obviously they're going to have a skill set of it. Yeah. But like, I guess you, at some point you just just pick to be a stud hitter because right now that's the biggest yeah. missing thing. Like honestly, if my kid was a baseball person, we would train two times the hitting for every one time of defense. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna be honest because yeah. yeah. He's going to get drafted if he can rake. And someone's going to put him in and go, we'll figure out where you can fill in here and there, but go ahead. I watched the video, and, man, I can't remember everything about it, but it kind of talked about that. They were like, um, everyone right now is training their kids to be these athletes, and they're missing this, like, golden opportunity for them to be a good player to niche and then let the older generation or not the older but once they get into high school and college let that them mold them into an elite athlete on top of what they learned exactly as, as a young kid because you're putting so much on them as a young kid that they're not developing certain things that they should be developing as as hitters as fielders sure. you're trying to train them to be these athletes at and 
excel at everything. Let them excel at something, and let someone but, else build on. And it, but a lot of and a lot of that becomes the specialization culture that we have, where these kids are playing like AAU ball and select baseball at nine, eight, yeah, yeah. ten t-balls tournaments. Like, what in the hell are we doing? And not, that's what it was. It was against, about I have friends it was that about do it. And if, yeah, and nothing against it. Like, I have friends that their kids play. Like, if your kid's enjoying it, enjoy it. Like, I'm not knocking on it. If that's your path, go for it. I want them to have fun. I want the kids to enjoy the game. That's the most important part to me. Yeah, yeah. But I think that, like, I read a study that literally said, I think we might be going along lines here, that said that kids who play multiple sports leading up to the age of about 14 tend to excel more when they get to that age. Maybe it was the opposite. Maybe it was teach them to be an athlete yes. and then, and yeah, then was I think that's what it was. Because what I saw was, the one I saw was like, if you let these kids, like, look at Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts could be an athlete elite level at multiple. He's a, one of the best bowlers in the world. And then, uh, we might be talking about the same thing because they also talked about, anytime you look at these kids in the College World Series, how many of them do you think is pitched in a World Series in professional baseball. Oh, for sure. There was like less than 1%. Oh, yeah. But you've got all these other kids out there that are playing, and they make it. Yeah, and that's like, well, I've always said that I'm not like, a fan of because, college pitchers. Like, to me, or not college World Series, but um, uh, Little League World Little League Series. Yeah. And uh, like, you see some, some of them make it. What, what, I, what I see most when I, when I hear this is basically like, we're putting so much on them at such a young age instead of letting them just like live their life in a way like their life is that yeah and and, and, and like I, would, I, said, I mean i would be the same parent too like i'm not gonna lie i'm not i'm not gonna try to act like i wouldn't be because no, and, and i get it there's kids who like i have a friend whose son loves baseball he genuinely loves baseball and like he's dealing with an arm ailment right now as a pitcher at like nine and he's so determined to play baseball that he wants to practice pitching with the other hand so if the kid loves it go for it yeah. i'm all about it my kid my kid is Pretty athletic, but my kid has not found a sport where he's just like, soccer has been the closest one where he just kind of like is gravitating to, willing to do extra stuff and do. But he's now played football, he's played baseball, he's played basketball, he hasn't really played basketball, but he's practiced basketball, he hasn't played organized. But I I think that there are some where obviously that niche has to be able to do all of it, but there are kids who need to do more sports at a young age, and then let them get to that high school coaching, middle school coaching, and really focus on it at that point. It kind of goes into the talk of baby Gronk last week. Yeah, where yeah, yeah. The dad pushed this envelope all along, and when he gets to middle school and starts seeing other kids, like they're probably, he's probably not going to be that good. Like, yeah. we might not, he might get exposed we're, we're to that. We're going to forget about him in, in three years. Exactly. And so it'll be, um, it is a, it's, it's interesting. It's a debate that goes on. Like, it's, there's so many sides to the athletics of kids going with it that it's hard to make a decision on that. Okay. But so, LSU just got a walk on it. Let's, uh, Someone messed up the team. Before, before we end this, um, let's talk about one more thing on baseball. Go for it. Okay. Always open. You've got three players. You have to bench one, you have to cut one, and you have to start. You must be one of least on Facebook. Yes, I am. Okay, I can do this. Let's go. Okay. You have Barry Bonds... King Griffey Jr. and who's the other one? Right fielder Tony Blue. Tony Blue. All right, so you have those three, and 
Obviously, my argument for it was the correct argument. Um, so, to me, I think you have to word this differently. Whoa. So, I'll word it differently so it makes more sense. Income seem to think you have, every you only have, yeah. So, because Griffey was a center fielder, Barry Bonds was a left fielder, and Gwen was a right fielder, technically, you choose all three. Because you can have all three. Because they play different positions. At the end of Griffey's career, he was playing a lot of right field. So, technically, he transitioned. He was a center fielder. He was for the majority. But, honestly, if you want me to just pick the three, I can tell you. So, this is the way I'm going to reword it so that, Jeremy, (laughs) this is the way that it should have been worried for it to make sense. Okay? You can only start one because you only have enough money for one. Yeah. So you only have enough money for one to start. And then one's coming and, off the bench. And one has to come off the bench. Okay. You can't have the third one. So with that, with it being the correct way to use it, who would it be? I'm starting Barry Bonds because at the end of the day, if you even if you just gave me pre-steroided Barry Bonds, he is arguably one of the greatest players we ever played. He won multiple MVPs, multiple batting titles, and no one got on base on a base off walks and things like that, like yeah. Barry Bonds did. And then this is the one that's going to be unpopular, is that I love Griffey, but if I'm bringing a guy off the bench, that means I'm likely pinch-hitting him, which means that as great as Griffey was defensively, I'm going to lead to the guy that's going to, I can trust more to get the hit versus the home run. And because of that, I want the guy that's going to put the ball in play. I will put Tony Gwynn off my bench, and I would have to cut Griffey. I love Griffey, and if I Griffey. went by who I like the most, Bonds is cut because he's a douche. Yeah, but <laughs> Griffey is my favorite baseball player. Yeah, of these three, for this reason, Griffey is the one getting cut. From. Yeah, I'm picking on the and, winning lineup, and the reason is the same reason as you. Uh, I'll expand on it. Uh, Barry Bonds played a whole lot longer. 100%. So it healthy, you, get, you get that. You get steroids that is probably involved in that, yeah. but he was healthy. Uh, then Tony Gwynn played a hell of a long time too. And, <laughs> and then King Griffey Jr. had several years where he was just constantly injured. The number so of injuries that Griffey had, we I think I've said it before, maybe not on here, but if you it was the amount of four almost four total seasons of baseball. And at his average home run pace, which was a like thirty home runs, if you give Griffey four seasons of baseball, Griffey is like twenty home runs away from Barry Bonds and likely plays another year to try to catch him. Wow. Like that's the Kind of. That's the, that's the, the amount of yeah. yes. When you put it down and realize that Griffey was hitting all those home runs, he was a capable player, and that I think the honestly the thing that really bit Griffey was, and it kind of goes back to our discussion about the DH. Such a great defensive player. He was a ball to the wall defensive player that allowed his body to start breaking down. When Griffey signed his big deal to go to Cincinnati, that required him to play defense all the time. It never gave them the out to make him a DH. And I'm I'm all for it. I like the idea of the pitchers hitting their part of the game. They should be. I'm not going to change my viewpoint on that ever. But if Griffey stays in the American League because of being the style of balls-to-wall player that he was, he stays healthy longer on that second contract. I would agree with that. Yeah. But, yeah, that's and, – and that's the main and reason – that changes this whole debate. Yeah, it, it definitely would. Uh, that's the main reason why I would, yeah, as much as I love him. Like, this dude just tried to steal home plate in the College World Series. Sorry. 
He got out. Five miles. <laughs> Freaking idiot. But we're still up five two. Go Tigers. Oh, okay. Well, uh, but yeah, that's that's the way that I would I would do it too, and I hundred percent agree with everything he said. I'd hundred percent do hypotheticals like this all the time. Too, with the way that it was worded on in the group, like I said, yeah. I said I said it the way I said it on purpose because the way that it was worded. Yeah, you it, can choose all of them without having to cut venture. Yeah, because of it being three outfielders, people just took it as outfield and just assumed outfield. Yeah. Well, they played different for majority of their careers. It's not like saying, "Do you want?" I'm not gonna. We're not gonna answer, but I'll tease you one for next year. Please. You know what? Let's go ahead and do it for this one. You want to answer one more? Yeah, okay. Let's see. I'll go. Where we're going to go at? completely. We're going to go only. Well, let's see. I'll go only first baseman. I'm just going to shoot one. I was thinking that too. <laughs> I'm going to go. Oh, man. I gotta, I'm trying to think of a good set of them here. Let's go. Man, I should. maybe I should have done third baseman. I'm going to go third baseman. Third okay. baseman are easier. I'm, and this one will be hard because I have my favorite player coming up off here. I'm going to say Chipper, Mike Schmidt. And Adrian Beltre. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I, I love two of the players involved, and Mike Schmidt is an a-hole at times, but he's an all-time great. Wow. Uh, we'll do this for next week. <laughs> <laughs> but we we can I can sit and do things like this all the time. I'll gladly incorporate these irregularly into the yeah, show and have yeah. fun with them. So yeah, long with lists, we yeah. know we had a request for yeah. more lists. So yeah. we're we'll, we'll do, do that. Up. We'll do this for next week because so, that's a good one, and I have to think about that. And I just threw that off the top of my head. So Ooh. all right, but other than that, y'all, uh, thanks for listening, and go LSU.